Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk in daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. And Merry Christmas. Christmas is here. It's the time to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Welcome to my family room. This morning, just like you, we've opened our presents right here in this room. We started a tradition a couple years ago, which a friend of ours suggested, and it really helps keep the kids sleeping in or at least in bed. The last person out of bed gets to open the first present. It's brilliant. Now, I don't know about you, but I've had some coffee, I've had some eggnog, I've had some eggnog in my coffee. Do not knock it until you try it. It is delicious. We finished our big breakfast, and now it's time to worship together. And so, welcome to our living room, and we're so excited to just have Christmas morning service with you. We talked the, last, or we talked the first week of our Advent series about the promise of God back in Genesis. And so today we're going right back to Genesis and we're going to start, if you've already read today's devotion, it starts in Genesis and it reads this. The first act of creation in Genesis, God spoke and light was immediately separated from darkness. God began creation by bringing light into it. Let's take a moment and pray together. Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for a chance to celebrate your son's birth. And Lord, as we do that, I pray that you hide me behind the cross and let my words be your words. I pray for life transformation to encourage people this morning about your light coming into this world. And so, Father, just speak to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. After God separated light from darkness, the devotion continues and it says this, But it wasn't long before Adam and Eve chose to sin. And God's presence, His light, was separated from men. At that moment, the redemption story had to be written. The need for light to shine through darkness was no longer just night and day, but life and death. God's greatest desire was to be in relationship with us, so he sent a light to guide us out of our darkness and back to him. This Christmas, the one who is the true light, who gives light, to everyone has come into this world. And then the devotion continues and it says this, God's only son was born so that with the forgiveness of sin, we could reconcile back to him. The separation that kept us in darkness was overcome by Jesus' light. The gap between Jesus and us, Jesus lit up and filled up so that we could be in relationship with God. John 8 verse 12 says this, When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Today, this Christmas season, as we open gifts, as we visit family, we do so with Christmas lights on. It's like, I don't know what it's like for you, but for us, 
We have Christmas lights on our house. We have them on our Christmas trees. Yes, plural. We have multiple. And you might even have greenery like we do over bookcases or over cabinets, over mantles that have lights in them as well. There's something about Christmas that the world knows we should add lights. There's lights that come with Christmas. And the first Christmas, there was the light of the star that led people to Jesus. There was the light in the sky as the angels showed up to guide the shepherds to Jesus. Today, Jesus' light still leads everyone out of darkness. So he is either wanting to lead you out of darkness, or if you're already in a relationship with him, he wants to use you to help lead others out of darkness. John Stott, he says this, Salt and light are both effective uh, both effective commodities. They change the environment into which they are introduced. It may be argued that salt and light have complementary effects. The influence of salt is negative. It hinders the bacterial decay. The influence of light is positive. It illuminates the darkness. Just so the influence of the Christians on society is intended by Jesus to be both negative, checking and stopping the spread of evil, and positive, promoting promoting the spread of truth, goodness, and especially the gospel. We are called to be salt and light. You and I should hinder the decay of others' lives as strong godly examples in their lives. We should influence people's lives by bringing light into their lives. We are both, in both of those scenarios, a positive and negative influence as we bring into their negative situations, stopping them from going down rabbit trails and down bad roads and just emotional and mental thoughts and bringing Jesus' light into it to encourage them, to pray with them, to walk with them. I love how the Message Bible talks about us being salt and light in Matthew 5. 13 at the beginning of it, and then verse 14, it says this. Let me tell you why you're here. So why are we here on this earth? This is Jesus telling us. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. Verse 14, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in this world. So this Christmas season, when we get to see so many different colors of lights and decorations and gift wrapping and bows, and we get to taste so many different foods and treats of all different flavors, as you are unwrapping presents, as you are looking at decorations, as you're tasting amazing food, I hope that it helps us to bring God's flavor and color to those situations, to those tables that we're sitting at, to those family members we're around or friends that we're connecting with. As we see the decorations, the multiple colors, and we taste so many good treats and food, that it reminds us to be that example, to bring that taste and flavor and color of God into those situations. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 5, it says this, You are all children of light, the children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. We are meant to be different. We are meant to have an impact. When people look at us, they should see our light shining. Annie Howard, in 1991, she was awarded one of the President Bush's 
1,000 Points of Light awards for her prison fellowship volunteer work that she did in Kentucky Correctional Institution for Women. She helped choir practice in the, in the prison chapel, had an evening Bible study, and hosted a dinner for six volunteers in her home all in one evening. All the women at the prison knew Annie and who she was. They know she doesn't get paid to do this. They knew that she loves them. It doesn't matter to her what they had done. She treated them all equally. This is dangerous work. She feels the presence of Satan. She feels the battle of people's souls like a battle between darkness and light. The award Annie received from the president is a heavy medallion with a styled-like candle on it. It's on a gold chain designed to be worn around her neck, but Annie doesn't need to wear it for the people to see her light. They know she represents Jesus. They can see him shining through her. As she ministered and didn't judge and just poured out love, they could see the love of Jesus coming out of her. We need to let our light shine as people need light around us. We can be their light. Michael McCartney, he writes, A few years ago, I was sitting in the doctor's office and I picked up an October edition of the National Geographic. It had an amazing article on the power of light. The article's introduction caught my attention. It reads this, Light reveals the world to us. The body and soul crave it. Light sets our biological clock. It triggers our brain with sensations of color. Light feeds us, supplying the energy of plants to grow. It inspires us with special effects like rainbows and sunsets. Light gives us changing tools. From incandescent bulbs to lasers and fiber optics, Scientists don't fully understand what light is or what it can do. They just know it will illuminate our future. See, God is our light source. We are his light source to others. We are supposed to illuminate other people's lives with and for God. That's why we're here, to light up people's lives, to share our light with them. I don't know about you, I don't know how old you were in 2003, but if you were alive in 2003, do you remember August 14th of 2003? August 14th, 2003, it was the night where most of or all of Ontario and northeastern and midwestern the U.S. went black. There was a power outage. And the whole place went black. It affected about 10 million people in Ontario alone. It was the largest blackout in the North American history. And see, when we're accustomed to having power, the moment our lights go out, the moment our power goes out, we realize quickly how much we depend on it. And we need it back. See, being in the dark or in the light depends on where your life source is from. And on that night, it was very interesting. Melissa was actually traveling up to my hometown because she was going to lead worship at the camp that's right there. And as she was traveling up, they couldn't find any place open. 
because there was no power. Interestingly enough, with all of Ontario blacked out, my little hometown, Cobden, had power. They never lost power because they're so close to the Quebec border, their power grid, their power source actually came from Quebec. And so here, their power source being different when everybody else is in black, they had light. For us, where is our power source? When people around us are struggling, when we're walking through the same situations, the same hardships as maybe our neighbors or coworkers, do they see a difference in us because our power source is different? Our light source is connected to the Heavenly Father. Therefore, it doesn't matter how what we're, or what we're walking through or how life is going. We will look different because of our power source. We won't lose our light. We know the Bible doesn't promise that we will have a perfect life and life will be easy, but it promises us strength and peace and power and love to make it through. We have a power source that will help us navigate through it and will never leave us. You and I may need to check our power source over this Christmas holiday. As we visit with family, as we travel, where does our joy come from? Where does our inner light come from? Do we shine brightly for other people or do we walk around like a gloomy cloud? What do we carry into situations? Again, that doesn't mean our life is perfect, but can we walk through it strong because we have Jesus as our light source? See, the devotion, it ends with this. No matter where you are today, no matter what you've done, the Savior of the world has come for you. Let his light shine on all the dark places of your life and restore what has been lost in the darkness. The light is here and he has declared that you will never have to walk in darkness again. Receive his love experience this Christmas like never before. John 1 verse 4 and 5 says this, In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. I want you to think about the time where you have been driving on a two-lane highway at night and a car coming towards you doesn't dim their lights. It's annoying. You try to look away, you blink your eyes, you even blink your lights high and low, hoping that they'll get the message, hey, turn your high beams off. And when your eyes are adjusted to darkness, the light seems blinding. It's so bright. I think this is how it is for many of us when we see the light of Christ. If you live in darkness, you want to look away from the light. It almost seems blinding and even painful. Have you ever noticed when Jesus was born, every announcement of his birth started with these words, fear not, fear not. The bright light of God overwhelms those living in darkness. I think that's why God usually reveals his light little by little. He puts the dimmers on so you won't be blinded. If you receive the light God gives you, then he will give you more. 
On the other hand, if we walk away from the light, we go deeper into darkness. Jesus always outshines the darkness. So no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you've done or what you're walking through, this Christmas season, today, Christmas Day, Jesus is the light that wants you to join Him in a relationship and walk with Him. And you can experience Christmas in a whole new way and bring light into your life. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for preparing preparing a way since the beginning of time for us to be close to you again. Thank you for sending your son to be born and to die so that we could live. Today, as we celebrate Christmas, help us to have a deeper appreciation for your love for us and the light you have brought into our lives. I praise you for making it possible for us to never walk in darkness again. And Lord, those that today as they're listening, welcome you into their heart for maybe the first time or renewing their life with you. I pray, Lord, that they feel a light come upon them, that, Lord, there's a warmth, they feel your presence, and that, Lord, this Christmas season, today, we experience and celebrate your son's birth in a new way, not just the birth of a child, not just Christmas, but, Father, a light lighting up our lives and directing us in a new way. And so, Father, we celebrate your son Jesus today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this Christmas Day service. We hope that you have an incredible time with your family celebrating Jesus Christ. So go, have fun, laugh together, and be that light today for Jesus Christ. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.